3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, so who are we starting off with? We're going to start with Nico. We... Oh, I had it. Never mind. I just assumed I made a mistake. Well, you know, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say
2: it. But I'm going to say it. But I don't want to say it. Careful. (sighs) Maybe Joe Barry's not the worst defensive coordinator. I don't know, man. I mean, it's just... But we'll get that one. So, anyways, (laughs) clearly we (laughs) won. I love how they started. They started by just going, I tell you, listening to all those people give their professional opinion and no one picking the Packers. The Packers aren't going to be able to run. They're going to be look mediocre. They're not going to be able to do anything They're just so one-dimensional. They came out running the ball. Yep. I didn't, I haven't watched the post-game show yet. Had some visitors. I had to kick them out. Oh, I got to go to bed. Bye. Um, but yeah, uh, haven't listened to the post-game show yet, but uh it was kind of odd. They were belly aching about the, the pass the France that didn't get called, which to me doesn't matter because there was an unnecessary roughness on a perfectly legal hit
1: yep.
2: that gave them 15 or 20 yards. So I think they probably didn't call that to make up for that bad call. <laughs> I think so that's the ground jump. Only Chase man was going to belly ache about that. But uh, I guess so far I was. I was the game is so fresh, I can't remember stuff. Hope Christian Watson's okay. Dylan, Heath, he has the, just a way to run is so funny. Like, he doesn't really run with his Like, he has power, but then some guy just touches his foot. He spins around and runs backwards. I've never seen a running back do that. Lacey. But, you know, he puffed out like 70-something yards and 18 carries. So, uh, Wicks showed up. He might be in today. Logs, 206-something yards. He touched out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes. So, yeah, it's a great game. Um, I, I don't know if, they, if the defense continues like this all year, you, you almost got it. Keep Barry. You know, I, I'm, when uh, the State was in Chicago, did it take three years for their defense to get elite, you know, uh, back in 18? Right. So, um, I don't know, it was just a, a good game, on, bro. Um, um, can't think of anything else, um, you know, I was, uh, I am still kind of shocked, I'm not going to lie, so, so here's the run of the table and becoming, a what, 11 and 6, which is what I predicted, but I, I didn't think we'd get there this way, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh. They keep playing and no one gets hurt, we should be good for this young team could sure use a playoff
3: push. So go back go. Yeah, and I'll I'll just repeat what I said before as far as Joe Barry. Regardless of how you feel about you know whether or not this is real or how good Joe Barry is, or could we do better? The real question, in my opinion, is is this defensive performance fireable? And the answer is obviously no. Like, you can't watch what's happening and go, dude, this guy needs to be fired. This is bullcrap. You just, you can't get there, right? I, I think it's debatable in terms of how good it is as, as opposed to perception. Um, it's also questionable in terms of, you know, could you possibly do better? Is this a fluke? Kind of like we saw down the stretch last year, and then we started off slow again this year. It, it doesn't matter what we're watching right now is good enough to win it's helping us win football games in critical situations and it's not fireable so Joe Barry's not gonna get fired unless there's some drastic implosion that takes place down the stretch but you know even I mean it's sort of like Jordan Love I mean even at this point you feel like he's bought enough good graces to not be fired would be my assumption
1: hey Ryan this is Ethan from uh, Maryville Tennessee man what's up um I, I can't sleep, man. I'm so excited. That that win that win is so great for so many reasons, and everyone's gonna be talking about those no calls. And I, I don't care. Like no one can take this away from me. No one.
3: I, right. And that that is the nice thing. Like some there have been times in the past where, you know, it's been, in my opinion, more egregious. And, you know, maybe the Packers weren't exactly the best team, and maybe it would have been like a game-defining thing. to. Fi- and you kind of look at it, and it's, it's, it's upsetting, and you kind of, it, it, it gets to you at your core. This game, it's just like, you know what? Shut up, dude. I just shut up with that. Like, don't even start with me. That's so stupid. I don't even want to hear it. Like, it just, it just, when people say it, rather than having this sort of visceral, like, damn you for saying it kind of thing, it's more of a, you're just, come on. It just, it doesn't sting at all. Like, it doesn't cut me to my core. This felt so good. The Packers were better than the Chiefs. Even, again, even if they had lost, this was a win for us. And we won the game, and rightly so. And we had more penalties and more missed calls go against us than for us. So, you talk about whatever you want over there. Go ahead, pretend that that's the storyline if you want, but you're full of crap. And I just don't care because this is awesome and I'm going to bask in it every second.
1: You want to talk about missed calls, Jonathan Owens, unnecessary roughness. He was in bounds. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It, has, it does not get simpler than that. The guy's in bounds.
3: And, we hit. And, and again, I don't think that was necessarily egregious either. In terms of like I mentioned the one later on was not as egregious as everybody makes it out to be. And and like it was a bad call, but so was the 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 Pat Mahomes thing. But I also look at it and go, I expected that in 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 super slow mo, terrible call. In in real time, I watch that going. That's a flag for sure. Like it's just that's just what happens, man. Like it sucks and refs miss calls and all that. But neither of those was anything even close to that Saints game where the guy got clocked like three seconds before the ball got there. Like pretending that any of this was massively, honestly, the most egregious was probably the one where the clock kept going. Cause it was just, I like, guess it, it wasn't like a thing that happened super fast and it was really close. It was like, he got dragged backwards three yards. Like it's, it's come on now. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, whatever. <laughs>
1: I did not care about the best calls, man. And I know what the narrative's going to be. We're going to wake up tomorrow and hear the media talk about it. And it's going to be, oh, the Kansas City, what about these refs blowing these games? They keep doubting us. Keep talking about other teams and this didn't go right and how the Lions may be fraud and stuff. We're just going to keep winning. And we, we're the youngest offense in the NFL, first off. We're the youngest offense in the NFL. And Jordan Love's slinging it. And we're, we're playing out of our minds. We got huge catches. Romeo's catch on that fourth down. You know, I'm even, I'm just so mad watching this game too and hearing the announcers, man. And they're just talking about the Chiefs and it was like, at one point he was like, love threw the ball behind him and this was like the first or second quarter. And he throws it behind the receiver and it's like, Oh, it's a terrible throw. It's like, oh, he missed him so bad. Oh my gosh, that he actually good. He missed him that bad. He throws a touchdown in the next play. like man, it's a great win, and honestly, man, no one can take this away from me. This is crazy. Keep down this go Faggo. go
3: right and I, and I think like it's it's annoying that people try to push that as the narrative, but at the same time you you can't let that bother you because this is awesome. Like, it just, in, 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 the, in the grand scheme of things, regardless of what people who don't know what they're talking about want to talk about, if they want to ruin their own programs by ignoring the most amazing storylines, simply because it didn't go the way you wanted and you want to make excuses for Pat Mahomes, fine. That's That's your editorial decision, I suppose. But the real storyline is all good news for us, and I have no problem leaning into that. The Packers, in their first year under this new regime where everybody is really young and just starting to figure it out, are one of the hottest teams in football right now. With one of the more talented quarterbacks over the last five weeks, like in the entire NFL. And the only reason he isn't number one is because guys like Dak Prescott are going out of their freaking minds right now. Jordan Love played better than Mahomes, has been playing better than Mahomes, and if he continues playing like this, he's up there in that realm. I'm not saying he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know but that's what he's doing. That's what we're watching. And that's what like honest Bears and Vikings fans are watching and just saying, this is, this is unbelievable. Not because it's like, well, I guess he's competent, like he's a decent game manager. You can't even make that, that, that statement because anybody watching can see it. This is a team that is playing like one of the top, what would it be? Certainly top 10 teams in the NFL. I mean, you beat the Chiefs, and it, it's hard to not say potentially in the conversation of top five teams, especially when you watch, you know, Buffalo's a non-factor now. The Eagles are, are there's question marks. The Lions, there's question marks. Plus, we beat them anyways. So it's what, like San Francisco and Dallas apparently are untouchable, which apparently, I mean, the Chiefs were too before we beat them. But I'm just saying, you know, Miami, fine. Who else? Baltimore? Okay. That would put us at five. Who else? Who else is just untouchable? No way we're better than them. I, th- I think we're out of teams, right? I mean, you, you, again, you can't really say the Eagles. You can if you want, and that would push us to six. Aw, shucks. But what the Texans and CJ Stroud? Like, we I have to put them above us? Really? I don't think so. So yeah, I mean, I, I I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. And and you know what? We beat Detroit in Detroit in front of a national audience. That was the only game on. And then we played the Chiefs in Lambeau Field, in the snow, in front of a national audience. The entire world watched the Green Bay Packers beat the Chiefs. And you know what? Next week, Monday night, the entire world is going to watch the Packers play the Giants. And I don't know that they're going to win. But unless they lay a complete egg, there's really no question who the better team is going to be. So either the Packers beat the Giants or they beat themselves. Those are the only two options or a nuclear bomb goes off and we lose our entire team and have to forfeit or something. I don't I'm I'm trying to come up with some different scenarios. I'm I'm missing a few here. I mean, they're technically on a two-game winning streak, but they also technically lost to the Raiders 30 to 6, okay? And the last win was against the Patriots who don't I mean, literally don't have a quarterback. They're like trying new quarterbacks every 5 seconds like the Jets are, and they beat them 10 to 7. All right? So I'm just, I don't, you know, I don't know. Aside from that, the only team they beat was Washington. They beat them twice because apparently they just have Washington's number. And so they beat the Patriots by three. They beat the uh, Cardinals in week two by three points. And then Washington, they kick the crap out of any time they play, apparently. Everything else is a loss. And to crap teams. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Raiders. They've actually played some tough teams. I'm looking at their schedules like, holy crap. Dallas 49ers, Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills, Dallas. It's kind of brutal, actually. Doesn't matter. Well, we'll, we'll cover that later. Doesn't you know? It's uh, they suck. All right, thirty-first ranked offense, 26th ranked defense. I don't want to hear it.
4: Hey, right, it's Jersey Mike. Yeah. So uh, a bit a bit after the game, slow losing my voice here, but I've been sitting here stewing on this win for a tiny bit, and I want to give out two game balls. I love it. First one, we got to do that.
3: Matt, meant to pause it. We got to do that more often, by the way. Start giving out some game balls.
4: Hell of a game plan. Hell of a game plan. Great calls throughout the game. That's what I've been looking for. You didn't get cute all the time. You pulled them out at the right times. You you know, you didn't you didn't have massive losses on, on any play except for, for penalties, which is I'd rather that than you give me a play that loses a bunch of yards.
3: And then on defense. Before we do that, the other thing, I, it just dawned on me. I made the comment before that part of the reason I feel so confident in the team is that I feel confident in Jordan Love to make the right plays. The other thing, though, and I've, I mentioned this several weeks ago, is Matt LaFleur. I've never in my life remembered, even, you know, I, I, again, with the Packers, even with Aaron Rodgers at his peak, he's always just fitting the ball in tight windows. I don't remember guys running so wide open, especially on third down. It always feels like, dude, this is going to be rough. And then you see just this, you know, three-step drop throws the ball, and there's a guy open on third down. Like, when do guys get open on third down so consistently? Like Matt Lafleur, in my opinion, has done such an unbelievable job of calling just the right plays to make sure to have somebody open. They're just consistently, and and when you have this combination of, and it's obviously not every time. There are certain plays, and we see it where it's just there's nowhere to go, and that sucks, and that's how it goes sometimes, but so consistently just calling a right play where somebody's open and then having a quarterback who knows where to put his eyes and throws the ball accurately, and then the receiver catches the ball, and it's just like, it just keeps working. I don't know, it's just weird. It's very weird to me.
4: I just want to give it to the secondary. Honestly, not the linebackers, not the defensive line, the secondary. Valentine and Valentine (laughs) went out there and played some real good ball. I know before this game, I wasn't too enthusiastic about the Chiefs receivers. But still, to go out there the way that they played today, fantastic football. I love the combo of Savage and Owens in, sa- in, in safety. Just I don't know what it is, but let's really talk about the man. Keyshawn Nixon, we have had no expectations for this guy. You had no expectations for this guy. We did not agree that he should be starting slot corner. And what has he gone out there and done? You know, I said before the game to to somebody else that I'm kind of happy that Jair's not starting. And you know what? For some reason, when Jair's not out there, they play some really good football. And they tackle really well. And Valentine was throwing himself and carrying. uh, Valentine wasn't giving up on bum plates. I mean, really, they
3: just, they went out there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would never say that Valentine and Valentine are better corners than Jair and Razul, because that's silly, but also, the defense has been better, (laughs) so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'll just give it to Joe Barry, all right? Good job, Joe, for figuring out a way to make it work, I guess. I don't know who else to, because even the grades don't necessarily back it up, but it just, it feels good, right?
4: Brilliant best against a really good Chiefs team. Um and then and then my guy on the defensive line, I'll just give him a shout out, Rashawn Gary. I mean he doesn't take a playoff, you know, he looked gas trying to run Mahomes down. But man, Gary just he just throws guys off at him. And then I want to talk about two things that are gonna be really underrated from this game. First off, Andrews Carlson Yep. Way to go out there, game on the line, and tell everybody, look, when it's, when it's important, I'm here, baby. I'm liking his progression as a rookie. And on top of that, on top of that, let's talk about my guy, A.J. Dillon. When they gave him the ability to run, the man is literally out there breaking ankles. Short in Love and the receivers had a great game, but honestly, we don't win this game without A.J. Dillon doing what he did. Anyway, on to the Giants. I'll be there in that life. Go Pack Go.
3: I mean, and that's what makes... that's That's what's kind of crazy about this team going from terrible to amazing, is it went from... Not only were the players not playing great, but they also just weren't really playing inspired, if you will. And then they went to like, okay, they're starting to figure it out, but they're also... Simultaneously, just like going, just fighting for that extra inch. You can't be a top tier team and not have everybody. You know, I I always go back to Bill Belichick where everybody's just hyper disciplined and just you've got all your ducks in a row, right? Whenever you need a play, you got a guy that can make a play. Keyshawn Nixon making a play, Lucas Van Ness making a play, your kicker, right? You got to be able to rely on your kicker to come through clutch in those situations. And we had that. You need a quarterback that can make plays in crucial situations. You need pass rushers that can come up big in crucial situations. And we've had it. We've had less mistakes, but we've also had guys like A.J. Dillon that fight for those extra inches because they all add up. In In games like this, they add up. They, they, and that's why I'm talking about playoffs and stuff, because that's playoff football. It's one thing to beat up on bad teams. It's one thing to kind of fluke your way into a win here or there. But the playoffs are all the best of the best. Teams with... You know they've got everything. They've got offense. They got defense. They got special teams. They got quarterbacks and coaches. Like they've got it all down the line. Like it, being good isn't good enough. Being talented isn't good enough. And I think that's what the Packers have been missing. They're talented, but you're missing just that consistent and just violent determination to just. I, I'd rather frickin' die than give up this block. I'm gonna get to that quarterback like like that guy's trying to abduct my kid. Like nothing's gonna get in my way. And, you know, Rashawn Gary above anybody else has that. I know the stats have been kind of fluctuating a little bit. I think he's been getting a ton of extra attention recently. But every time I look at that guy, he never loses. Anytime we need a big play, my eyes lock into Rashawn Gary. I'm like, come on, Rashawn. And he's always getting there. It's just a matter of, can the quarterback get the ball out before Rashawn Gary gets there? He's never stuck. I've never seen Rashawn just be like, oh, man, he's he's just stuck there. No, he's coming. He's going to get there. That's why there were times when we rushed three and I was like, oh great, this sucks because now Rashawn, you know, they're all, basically everybody's getting double teamed and we have no, and then you see Rashawn get to the outside and it's a one-on-one and I'm like, oh, they're screwed. They're a hundred percent. And that's where, you know, Patrick Mahomes had to break the pocket and try to get to the outside because Rashawn was right there. You can't just have one-on-one, but yeah, I mean, just, just from top to bottom, I mean, just having guys that are consistently doing the right things at the right times and are willing to just go that little extra bit, to give me that, A.J. Dillon, just getting that little extra bit. Keyshawn Nixon, just making that play, you know, that extra bit of film study so that he knew when when Pat Mahomes makes that hand signal, I know what to do, and he beelines to the spot, runs the route better than the receiver does, and makes a play. That's how you go from a bad football team to an elite football team, because not only are we mitigating the mistakes, but we're figuring it out, and we're doing that little extra bit that other teams are not. So we gotta see, man, we gotta see. But I'm 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 becoming a believer and not just because of the results, but because of these little things. It's because, you know, Jordan has always had those little attributes. He's just been missing X, Y, and Z and now he's not. But his ability to get his eyes in the right spot and throw with anticipation and like those kinds of things, forget the elite stuff. The the sidearm, perfect pass off the fingertips like that pass to Christian Watson for a touchdown, like good lord. I just mean the ability to be Right, And then Matt LaFleur always seeming to have the right answer. And then this past locker room thing where they beat the Chiefs, and you could tell, like, holy crap, like, this is real. I don't know if you went back and watched the video, but do it and tell me I'm wrong. That there's something different in their eyes in terms of belief, right? Christian Watson's always been kind of excited. Rashawn Gary's always believed. But usually the rest of the guys are just kind of like, okay, whatever. They freaking believe. So... Anyways, uh, why don't we take our first break? We'll come back and hear from caller number five. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks.
1: dollar number five here. What up? Yeah. That'll do.
4: That'll do just fine. (laughs)
3: That'll do, pig.
4: No Bach, no Jones, no
0: Jair, no Stokes, no Rasul. Doesn't matter. We have a quarterback.
3: This team will go as far as the quarterback will take us. Isn't that what I said? I feel like that's what I said.
4: Wow. Um, I really did not expect... I expected it uh, to, to put up a fight. Um, I thought losing was the most probable outcome. But man, uh, this is great, man. This is just great. I'm sure you have a million calls, so I'll keep it short and just end it there. I think we have our QB.
3: Well, and and you know, again, I keep raising the bar and they keep going over the expectations. I don't know where to go other than to start looking into the postseason and saying, forget maybe we can get in, maybe we can actually cause some problems. And there's no reason not to believe it because we just played a playoff football game and won. We're not supposed to beat the Chiefs. You know, I mean, like you said, the best case scenario, we put up a fight, we look competent, we lose because the Chiefs know how to win these games. They know what to do when the chips are down and how to come back from behind and do all that. They've done that a thousand times. And we can nitpick their their, their, record, how they're playing this year all we want. Look at their record. They're playing good football. They know how to win. Especially against young, inexperienced teams like we have, right? You might have some talent, cool. You're not the Chiefs. You know, Matt LaFleur is not Andy Reid and Jordan Love is not Pat Mahomes. And Josh Myers is not Creed Humphrey. Lord knows we know that. Uh Kenny Clark is not Chris Jones. Like you're just you're not on our level. And uh it shouldn't have happened and it did. I don't know where else to go from here. I mean, I I I guess the the, the next thing is I mean, obviously, if, if, if I was being realistic, it's just beat the Giants. Like, make sure you don't lose this game. That's kind of important. But if you want me to set another bar for this week, show me that you can be the team that'll blow out a team, right? Because even in the past, we haven't really had a Packers team that did that. We would win, but we always played down to the competition, right? We could, we could pull out a win against a good team, and then we go up against a bad team, we win by six, right? The defense would kind of implode, and the offense would kind of take their foot off the gas, and we would coast, and it would be a little closer than it should have been, but we'd win the game. I want you to do what Dallas does. I want you to do what the Buffalo Bills have been doing for years. I want you to do what the Chiefs do. I want you to do what Miami does. You find a team like the Giants that's just like flopping, fish just flopping on the deck, and you just take a baseball bat for some reason rather than just picking it up and throwing it back. Oh, sweet little fish. No, take that bat and smash its face. And then don't throw it back in the water. Throw it on the the shore just because. I don't know why I said what I said. (laughs) But I'm just saying, they're a a, a a flopping fish, and I want you, rather than to very merc- mercifully putting it out of its misery, I want you to beat it to death, slowly and painfully, but efficiently. I don't encourage anyone to actually do that to a fish. I'm I'm just, you know. I don't know. Let's let's move on. <laughs> I have to apologize
5: to Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love. Mark Murphy and everyone else that's surfacing with the Packers. I called up five or six weeks ago and told you everyone should be cut. No one should be stuck stuck around. Matt LaFleur is this. They're no good. I was wrong. Matt LaFleur might be the best coach in the league. He has somehow cobbled together these one, two, three, four-year players into a respectable, good team. We're going to go 11-6. and six. Yeah. It's happening.
0: We're going to go 11-6. and
3: six. Well, it's funny because I, I was making fun of everybody for calling in and being like, we're going to win like 10 games. We're going to win 11 games. And it's like when when we were at our lowest, like, look, you guys, I'm sorry, but I was a little crazy. And now it's like, oh, we that might actually happen. It's, I'm not saying it's going to. We could drop one of the Vikings or the Bears. I Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Things change pretty rapidly, but – it's also entirely possible we don't lose again this year. Like, if if unless the Packers just decide, never mind, we suck, we should win all these games. I mean, we should be favorited in all these games. I would assume.
4: It's unbelievable. Go pack, go! I love Jordan Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, love that's my quarterback.
3: Hey, I understand calling him Jordan Rodgers. I get it because it's hard to tell. Sometimes, I mean, the way he throws and he's he's wearing the Packer jersey. I mean, if you just put one two there. If they had the same number for some stupid reason, and you just like showed some Jordan Love clips, I would probably be pretty confusing at first to be like, "Wait, is that who? Oh, okay, all right, that's uh, very similar style and it, you know." Again, as as people have pointed out, like it's it's obvious that Jordan Love learned from Rogers for three years, just his mannerisms, and, which is not a bad thing. And again, it's so cool because like Jordan was never going to be like some of these other really good quarterbacks. Like his style of play was Mahomes and Rodgers, which is a sp- a style. Like Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers play a similar type of way. There are other elite quarterbacks that just play a different way and they win a different way. Tom Brady was very different. Lamar is very different. Like there are guys who are really good football players, but they're, they're not, it's not a, a linear ranking of like Mahomes, then this, then this. it's just different categories of quarterbacks. And Jordan was always in the Mahomes-Rodgers category. Uh, Caleb Williams, right? Like that style of like running and just throwing a ball that shouldn't be possible from some weird arm angle that somehow still has velocity and accuracy. Like what the heck was that, dude? Like it's just a different category of, of guy that certain people fit into. And some of those guys suck. It's, again, it's not about good or bad. But the fact that Jordan, who is in that category, gets to learn from Rodgers, who's one of the best to ever be in that category, I mean, you, you got Mahomes and Rodgers who are, you know, maybe like, I don't know, Marino or something, you know, other guys that kind of were like that, but one of the best to ever be those types of quarterbacks to learn from, to, to get, to, to teach you how to harness that superpower. You know, if we want to get super nerdy, it is kind of like that. It's like he has this certain superpower, but you got to learn how to harness it and how to use it. And there's no better tutor on planet earth than Aaron Rodgers to teach you how to harness this and to unlock this magical superpower because you can really suck playing like this like big time suck and we saw it like we've seen other guys um like i think like johnny manzel or something could could be in that category or um who was the guy that the cardinals picked and then dumped like two seconds later i think was a little bit that way i don't know but i mean there have been guys that have played this way and it's terrible we saw jordan love play kind of awful saw it a little bit at utah state from time to time we saw it in green bay from time to time like it can be ugly but it can be beautiful. And, and yeah, getting back to like Matt LaFleur and, and all the guys, if the Packers continue to play this way for the remainder of the season, it would be a crime against humanity for Matt LaFleur to not win coach of the year and for Brian Gudegans to not win executive of the year. It would be a effing crime if for no other reason than. There needs to be some makeup stuff because, again, Matt LaFleur hadn't won because it, it was it was the idea was he's not good. It's just Rogers doing everything right. You know, Gutekunst is no good. It's just Rogers. This this effing stupid narrative that I have been fighting against for years that everything and everyone sucks and. And, you know, nobody gets Rodgers any help. The, the, the GM is garbage and the coaching sucks and the play calling sucks. But Rodgers is just dragging this dead weight around. And if we had a halfway competent GM or coach or any players or anything, you'd have like 19 Super Bowls. It's such a nonsense garbage narrative. And now we have a first year quarterback playing with almost an identical team that Rodgers had last year playing significantly better than the team played last year. So everybody that said that crap and all the awards that 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 LaFleur should have won up to this point need to be bestowed on him this year. And all the BS that Brian Gutekunst has taken for years for being just this horrible, evil, awful human being that dared to draft somebody rather than some great wide receiver. He drafted a quarterback. What a stupid piece of crap. And every year he didn't draft a wide receiver. It was like, you're the dumbest idiot ever. And now this year, and again, we've got clips hopefully for tomorrow but it's like suddenly they're they're recognizing the genius of Brian Gutekunst like oh they needed wide receivers and he snapped his fingers and cobbled together like a couple second rounders a fourth rounder and a fifth rounder and look you've got really good wide receivers cuz the packers are unbelievably gifted In their ability to do these things on top of, oh, look, they found another quarterback and oh, they can grab offensive linemen in the fourth round and suddenly they're good. Oh, and a seventh rounder fills in for your Hall of Famer and you still have a top offensive line like this is what our GMs have been doing forever. And Brian Gutekunst is filling in and doing as good, if not a better job than Ted Thompson ever had done. And I say that with respect to Ted, who did an unbelievable job, especially early on in his tenure. And all the crap these guys have taken for years, because aaron it's not really Aaron Rodgers' fault, although after he left, he basically inferred that all those rumors were true, right? Everybody else sucks except me. I'm the one that made everything great. The The, the GM's horrible, and everybody's horrible, and he made little shots at Matt LaFleur. But anyway, largely, at least prior to this little blow-up, situation it wasn't a rogers thing it was a media narrative thing it was nobody ever gets him any help and everything sucks and if he could if he could have a single competent player on this team okay Devonte, fine okay Bakhtiari, fine but like who else dude's playing behind like the number one offensive line in football yeah yeah but who else aaron jones yeah well yeah but who else <laughs> freaking but it's just i mean look 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 and i told you i told you that that was wrong I told you it's not true. I told you the offensive line's good, and it's not because Aaron Rodgers makes it good. That's stupid. David Bakhtiari's not even playing, and Elton Jenkins took a step backwards, and it's still a top three pass-blocking offensive line. Maybe he made uh, John Runyon good. <laughs> that's, that's the one guy, apparently, that Rodgers made good somehow. I don't know how that works. But Zach Tom's fine. We got seventh-round pick Rasheed Walker doing okay. Elton Jenkins is doing fine. Josh Myers is doing fine. The receivers are doing better. We got rookies coming in, just tearing it up. So, is the coach an idiot and he can't call plays? And boy, oh boy, it's a good thing Rodgers was changing the plays all the time because apparently they suck. And it's not Rodgers playing poor. I mean, I I got murdered on social media when I implied that the problems last year had more to do with Rodgers than anything else. And and again, you can blame it on the thumb or whatever. That's fine. That's not the point. The point is. It's not true that Rodgers is playing at an elite level and he's being dragged down so hard by this garbage football team around him that they can't even get to a winning record and get in the playoffs. They can't even do it. They're fighting for their livelihood just to get in, just to barely get over the hump with the winning record and everything. Like we're, we're fighting and clawing, and it's just Rodgers dragging and he can't do it. It's just too much weight. That's such BS. He played like garbage, he played bad. And so I said, if we get a guy that can come in here and play adequate, we'll have an adequate team. And look, when you get a quarterback that comes in and plays at a really high level, like for example, he was the highest graded quarterback this week. Does that look like a team that can make a run in the playoffs? It does, which is weird because I thought we had an elite quarterback that was being dragged down by this exact same roster and this incompetent coach and this incompetent GM F all of you. How about that? I don't even care if... I mean, I do care. If Jordan Love completely falls off and everything falls apart, guess what? It doesn't matter because that point right there has been 100,000% proven. You plug in a quarterback that plays at a high level and everything comes to life and everyone's a genius and everything's great. Really? That's not supposed to happen because the team around that quarterback isn't supposed to be good enough to allow those things to happen. You can't beat the Detroit Lions and then the Kansas City Chiefs with this team, this garbage piece of crap gm put together you can't win with this it's trash he can't draft he's terrible and matt lafleur is a freaking low-life idiot Kurt banker told me that his his scheme sucks so i don't i'm confused now i don't understand so confused i ugh, whatever anyways i'm getting all riled up why don't we take our um let me turn this back up why don't we take our final break and we'll be right back.
0: Hey Ryan, here's Pedro from Brazil. What's up, man? Um,
5: man, what a game! Um, it's 5-15 now in Brazil, and I still haven't sleep. Um, <laughs> I'm too excited for that, you know. Um, we played a great game in all three phases, man. All three phases. The special teams, come on! What, what, what the? That, what that, it's like the fifth punt in the, t- the Prince yard in the last like, two games. This guy is it's really good. I, I know I shouldn't be excited for a punter, but hell, why not? He's playing good. We had like, the garbage special teams for so long and now we have a good <laughs> one, so <laughs> I'm excited about it too. Jordan Love, my God, Jordan Love. He is the guy, okay? Now I'm comfortable saying that. What a game, what a game. God, I am so excited. The offense. All, all, uh, everybody did their job, you know, uh, everybody contributing to uh as they could. Romeo really, Dodge was like had been looking on the game and then he just appeared and do like two really huge plays. My god, I love that offense so much. the I thought he, he had a great game. You know, I know, I don't even care for the PFF PSF grades. Right now, I just love everything on the offense. Um, Christian Watson, I feel like the last time I called you, uh, I said Christian Watson <laughs> you needed to step up, and he had like four touchdowns since. So, yeah, I think he heard me. So, keep it up, Christian, and I hope you. Yeah, I hope you're healthy. I haven't had any news about the injury. So, yeah, yeah there's that. Um, I'm really excited. The defense, though. I love the best version. I, I really love the best version. Christian Gary is like my mm, top three favorite player of all time right now. I just love the dude. He's a beast. Yep. Nobody can stop him. So, yeah, that, that's great. But what, what the hell is that ending great thing? Our defense is like garbage. And then it's the best defense of the league. And, and, and the of the yard. It's just the <laughs> thing. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it how Travis Kelsey was like three times all by himself, all by himself, like in, in an island of grass just receiving the ball. He's Travis Kelsey, why? Right. When the bunch of was here, it was like, at every single plate, we had like two or three guys on top of him, and our just didn't do that. I, I don't get it. I don't know, maybe Sam can, can, can explain this better, but yeah, I really don't care. Today, shout out to the DBs. You know, we have some some problems in the DB room this year, and the guys are stepping up, Jonathan Nolan,
3: Uh Three minutes, Scott, and we'll get to the second part. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole bend, don't break thing, and that's what I was mentioning before where it's like, you know, some people love it because it's just it's results-based. I don't care how many rushing yards they get if we shut them down when it matters, right? But on the other side, it's just watching failing all the time. And then it feels like you just get lucky at the end, you know, whereas after months of this, you start to wonder if it's by design, which I still don't 100% know, but you have to assume that perhaps that's what's happening. Not that they're trying to give up yards necessarily, but I don't know, whatever. I don't know. But that's where I just said, look, you decide what side you want to fall on. Either I don't like this style of defense. I don't want to deal with this or you know what? It's working, so I'm good with it. That's up to you. Also, I was thinking we should have a game where whenever a video or noise or something plays on my computer, we could just have a a call in and guess what that noise was. And if you guessed me trying to close tabs of uh, baking videos, you are correct. Anyways, back to Pedro. Hey, Ryan. Pedro, the
5: redhead from Brazil again. So, just got clear up here. As I told you before, I think I'm really, really excited. So, sorry about that. Just, just wrapping up here. I was giving a shout out to the DPs, you know, everybody stepping up. And shout out to Puritans, okay? We started the season talking about, oh, our DP room is J.R. Kander, Alex Stokes, William Dobbs, maybe Keisha Nixon, you know. And we lost almost all of the dudes on yeah. the season, um, at, at least in a few games. And the guys there that the you know, um, I, I I I'm I know that Valentine and Valentine are not like really good. We're back, the back, but you know what? They are looking like some starter quality. You know, um, I don't know if they don't 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 have what it takes to be starter in some other team in the NFL. And comes just keeps finding these guys. You know, Jonathan Owens as well. He's doing really good, and he just keeps finding these guys. Every year, you know, he always finds these guys that no, 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 nobody is right. looking at, nobody, you know, they're just under the radar and they just come to Green Bay and, and play really good football, you know. So, shout out to him. And, yeah, that's it. Um, I'm really excited, really excited. And, yeah, go back. Oh, oh, I couldn't I can hang up without giving one last shout-out, A.J. Dillon. There you go. He's not the best thing in the world. He's not everything. But you know what? He's really his power. He's really angry, and I love that. When A.J. Dillon is playing good, the Packers play good. He, he takes off the pressure from from Jordan Love, and Jordan Love can find the receivers. And, yeah, that's it. So let's keep going. Go back, go, and we're going to the playoffs. And the
3: best <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love how much fun this is. This is just fun, man. Let's just let's just have fun. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously I'm I am a Gutikuns fan, so you know my stance on these things. But you know, I I just you can't overstate how incredible it is to have a star left tackle go out and be able to have a seventh rounder fill in and to still have a solid offensive line that can that can carry itself in the playoffs. It's unbelievable to lose Razul, self-inflicted, but still Razul, Jair, and Stokes and have an undrafted free agent and a seventh round player playing there and still be okay. And you can give Joe Barry a lot of credit for that too. But the fact that not only do I think our GM does a good job of finding the premier talent early, finding the Jair's and the Rashans and whatnot, but the real talent for me, because you know we want to give Joe Douglas credit because he finds guys in the top three. Like, pfft, You can't see my hand gesture, but I don't care. Show me what you can do in the middle and late rounds. We have a fourth round right tackle and a seventh round left tackle. We have a sixth-round right guard, and I know that's not working out too well right now, but he's been a solid right guard for many, many years. That was a sixth-round pick, and then we have two second-rounders aside from that, and it is still one of the better O-lines in football. Still, the quarterback was one of the most hated picks. Many people thought it was the dumbest pick, one of the worst pick. It was the worst pick in the entire draft, and it was one of the worst picks in Packers history and NFL history, whatever, and look what Jordan's doing now. A.J. Dillon, terrible pick. You took a second-round running back with Aaron Jones. You're a freaking idiot. You took Jair way too early. Rashawn was a terrible pick. I mean, this guy gets hated over, and it's not just spoiled Packer fans who want wide receivers. It's everybody. Everybody hates every single pick that this guy makes, aside from the last couple years when he started to take more popular picks. I don't think that's by design. It just happens to be that way. And, the, you know, the the national consensus is like, oh, those are actually really good drafts. But I mean, some of the most hated picks are the reason that we are in the situation, the positive situation that we're in. So I would agree, Pedro, that uh, Brian Gudekunst not only deserves credit for getting us to this spot, which is a very difficult spot to be in, to be able to navigate this situation is, is tough and we're doing it. Um, Quite well. I mean, the outlook looks positive because of the work that he did specifically. But I especially think he deserves credit because he has taken so much crap. Half of Packer fans hate the guy. Everybody outside of Green Bay thinks he's a freaking joke. And look where we're sitting right now. So, yes, he deserves a fan base to step up and rally around him and lift him up on our shoulders and say, you all need to recognize this guy and the job that he's been doing. Because that hasn't been happening. And it should have been this. It's similar to Matt LaFleur. He should be should have been getting praise this entire time. Oh, it's just Aaron Rodgers. No, you've been wrong this whole freaking time. Matt LaF, according to a freaking D-bag, whatever his name is, <clears throat> Lombardi. Um, all that nonsense. It's just, it just, oh. The hatred toward the Green Bay Packers organization. I hate it. And then, and then it got really bad because then everyone started hating Rodgers. Like, they hated the organization because they loved Rodgers and they thought he was the whole thing. Then they started hating Rodgers, and it's like, well, now they hate everything about everything. Like, Rodgers is this horrible, evil human being who has thoughts that are different than ours, and then also the Packers are still idiots. It's like, you know what? Screw all of you. You're all wrong about everything, so shove it. How about that?
6: Hey, Ryan. It's New Berlin Guy. So up, Mike? Um, wow. What a win. Um, if you would have to told me that we would we would win the last four out of our last five games, I'd tell you you were oh, nuts.
3: Especially- dude, I would have lost so much money. You could have given me the most ridiculous odds in the world. Like put down a hundred bucks at you know I I don't I don't know just just I I would have lost all of all of the money because I never would have thought we'd have been able to do this. Oh. Didn't push the play button. Here we go.
6: She playing the Chiefs, especially playing the line, the way that they uh they looked so far this season. it's crazy. Um Jordan Love again for the third week in a row looked phenomenal. Looked great. On offense, again, looked great. This is all without Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has hasn't been healthy all season. Um, especially we saw Christian Watson go down, probably his hamstring, for what it looked like. Um, but team stepped up. The team's stepping up defensively. We we looked we looked pretty solid, as much as I hate seeing Joe Barry's face. Um, the defense is starting to pick it up, and. That's also a product of the offense being able to stay on the field. Um, we do run too much zone still in times where I feel like we shouldn't, but it is what it is. you got to mix it up. You can't just play man all the time, right. but i'm I'm ecstatic i'm I'm happy for our team. so go pat go. have a good rest of your day.
3: Question for you, sir. Are you a fan of crossroads pizza? Grandparents used to live right over there, and I've been jonesing for Crossroads. My my grandma moved to Waukesha, and it's like, man, I'm just, one of these days, I'm just going to drive out there, grab a Crossroads pizza, and bring it out to grandma's, just drive it over to Waukesha, because I've been, I've been missing it, man. Ann's is really good, too. I We didn't get that as much, but I like Ann's pizza, and they got the garlic bread, bro. Oh, man. I think Ann's was a garlic bread. I don't know. Anyways. No, oh, it's was Leah's. Leah's. All right, sorry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. We just did the uh, Packernet derailed me, JJ and Jake. And um, I was talking to Jake after the show. You know, It was like, man, I love talking about the draft, but I really, really love the fact that that's not all I have to look forward to anymore. Like the Packers are playing really well and we're going to be favorites. in I'm assuming every single game moving forward, depending on like if the, if the Vikings go on some massive run, which I would kind of doubt because they don't have a quarterback. So they're likely to win, let's just say most of their games moving forward, very likely to get into the playoffs, which is going to give us the opportunity to dream, right? And get excited about that and uh, see where that goes. And then once that ends, which will probably not have the ultimate great result, but still it'll be something, then... uh, We can turn our attention to the offseason, which is going to be a fantastic offseason. It's going to be the best offseason we've had in a long time. It's been rough, these offseasons, because it's been lots of drama, which I've said I I enjoy the drama. It's good for the podcast. It's entertaining and all that, but it's not positive. It's like, is Rodgers leaving? And that sucks, because on one hand, it's like maybe it's a positive if he leaves, but you know it sucks, because we're not talking about getting better. We're not talking about it. And and if Rodgers stays... It's good, but it's just delaying the inevitable. Like, we're not really fixing the problem. We're just kind of delaying it. The problem being we don't have a quarterback. We're going to go into this offseason saying, bro, we got the next. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's why I, I just need Jordan to coast. Like, just don't freaking implode, man. So we can just coast into this. Thing. Like, I'm not asking for 90s. Just be good for the rest of the season. Give me a solid 70 grade, you know. 70s, fine. You want to throw in like an 80, like, oh, that's fine. Maybe you can have a 60, you know, you have a, a, you're going to throw a pick at some point, hopefully not multiple in a game, but to, to go into this off season, realizing we have the youngest team with a really talented looking quarterback and everything in front of us. We are the team with the brightest future in the entire NFL. There's 32 teams. We have by far the brightest future. I mean, this this is a borderline top five talented team right now. Let's just call it top ten talented team that is operating right now with like fifty percent of its salary cap because the rest is tied up in either dead money because of you know guys like Rogers or money that's just not playing because they're hurt because you know guys like David Bakhtiari or whatever. We 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 are not putting our salary cap to use, and yet still we are sailing right into the playoffs. So we're going to have more money we're going to continue to draft and develop and there is so much room to grow i mean we're not like a lot of these other teams where you're at the tipping point where it's like we're losing more guys than we're we're adding nope not in green bay we're not if we're losing guys for the most part it's just because they're not good enough it's because they put a cap on the amount of people that are allowed to be here so um yeah man i uh I'm, i'm excited let's get to new berlin guy number two
6: um new berlin guy again one more thing uh I saw a bunch of people on these trash talk pages I'm on, on Facebook complaining about how the Packers didn't get called for that PI at yeah. the end towards the end of the game.
3: Big controversy. Um,
6: completely it was completely a PI. But I feel like that was a makeup call or a make up non call for that hit that John, Jonathan Owens put on Patrick Mahomes. Not only that there was a catch by, I believe it was MVS, where his moment, his uh, forward progress was stopped inbound, right. and he got pushed backwards out of bounds. Yep. And the referee didn't signal for them to continue to run the clock when they should have. So that P.I. that happened, I don't even feel bad about it because I feel like the Chiefs were getting in their way. Towards the end of that game. Minus that lack of a PI call. So yeah, just wanted to say my piece when it came to that. Have a good
3: day. Go back go. Yeah, and whether it was like actually a makeup call in terms of they did it intentionally or subconsciously or not is irrelevant because the fact of the matter is they cancel each other out. Right? And, well, it's not it's not the same thing. Of course it's the same. I understand the actual yardage is different, but where is that football team if they're on the other side of the 50 and you run off, what, 15 seconds? That's a dire, dire situation. Like, you're basically in Hail Mary territory from the 40 at that point. I don't remember the exact situation, but it's just, I mean, again, it it, it doesn't matter for a lot of reasons. It just really doesn't. The fact that they were mostly a a really clean-called game most of the game means the refs should not be dunked on. The fact that the bad calls went against both teams, I would say equally. The fact that, number one, there's absolutely no guarantee MVS even catches that. He probably doesn't because it's MVS. And I don't know if you noticed, but the ball hit MVS like in the knee. So the defender clearly had an opportunity to get it even if he didn't, like, make contact with his back to begin with. In fact, if he jumps in front of it instead of into the guy, he, pr- he has a chance to pick it. In addition to that, it wasn't a touchdown. They would still have to get a touchdown, and then they would have to get two points, and then it's just tied. Then they'd have to win in overtime. So how about just stop? I just feel like we do this every every single Packers win. This is And it's probably every team after every win. The losers come back and start whining about penalties. I'm sure that happens. I'm just exhausted with it. Especially in this situation, because this is such a great game with such a great storyline tied to it, you know uh, taking down the reigning super Bowl champions like I, I just shove it. How about that?
0: Yo good morning, Ryan What's Go pack goes
3: uh
0: Packers defeat the chiefs
3: sweet.
0: Oh, this is Uncle Rico, it's by the way.
3: Uncle Rico? Just in
0: case your machine didn't tell you. I got it. But, anyways, Christian Watson, legit. For those people who think he's not legit, I don't know, they're high or something. Too legit to quit, anyway, man. Christian Watson is legit. Jordan Love is legit. Uh, the referees eh, did... Uh, is there a little controversy? Yes, there is. But it happens. You know? I mean, Jonathan Owens, we got screwed on that call, so they get screwed in another call. Fair, fair. The um, end zone, Travis Kelsey, I don't see it. I don't see what the uproar is. Guy got a little right. freaking back tap. Right. Get
3: over it. It's Hail Mary. Right, and that's like, I think people are misunderstanding the situation because he got hit in the back. Right. Like a, a it really wasn't a massive like blast in the back. It was it was it was definitely two hands in the back. But then he kind of like bent over and was like this like giant bear hug looking thing with our linebacker. And I think a lot of people are like, look at the linebackers tackling him. It's like, no, he, he's he fell into the linebacker because he got hit in the back like two seconds before the ball even got there. So uh, I'm not saying that there wasn't contact, as there was. It was contact all over the place, but that was one of the areas where there was contact, and um, it just it wasn't as egregious as a lot of people are making it. Like he got, I have literally heard people say he got tackled when the ball was was up there. It's like no, that's absolutely massively untrue. I didn't I not really see
0: like they say they he was pushed completely out of play. That's bullshit. It's a little push. Yeah. minor seriously minor the guy's a monster he can have a little push speaking of him being a monster why is he open <laughs> constantly like not just open like like not like taking the ball away from our guy I mean like open nobody ten within 10 yards of him when he's making his catches catches guy's just standing around a big circle around like ring around the Kelsey what the hell either way go pack go love it Rico out Love the pack. Love the Packer fans.
3: Love Ryan. <laughs> Appreciate you, Uncle Rico. Yeah, I mean, I have to assume there was some kind of a breakdown. I, I can't imagine that. First of all, I can't imagine that Joe Barry is calling something that would allow just nobody in the middle of the field, and then also just no eyes whatsoever on Travis Kelsey. I'm not trying to just blanket defend him, but you know, when I talk about like the rock paper scissors thing, I think sometimes you call the wrong play at the wrong time. I don't think that there are generally situations where you just vacate, you know, 60 percent of a football field and and ignore the most important guy on the field. So something went wrong there, I would assume. Um, And and on top of that, I mean, he didn't have a massive night overall. Like there were some instances that were frustrating. But if you think about it from that context, like his only real production in this game was when our defense just made some glaring mistakes, probably some level of breakdown uh, in terms of just not doing what they need to do and they really did a good job against against the tight ends. You know, when they weren't just making glaring mistakes. And we won the freaking game. So, good stuff, man. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. You know what I mean? Anyways, boys and girls, I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate all the calls. We got a bunch of people rolling in, so the calls are back up, so I got to get back in business. Um it's already like 9:30. I I, I've got so much stuff here. I've got more stuff that I want to do for tomorrow. I just, I don't want to start a podcast at 9.30 at night. I could, I just, I can't be up until midnight, man. And that's what it would be. So I do apologize. I'm really sorry. Hopefully you can catch this one in the morning or whatever, and this can be your morning show. Um, but I'm I'm bummed because it's like yesterday I didn't do the show I wanted to do. Cause we did PFF and I'm like, we'll do it tomorrow. And then we're not doing it tomorrow. So it's like, we gotta, I got all these videos queued up and all the news and notes and everything. We're doing it though, man, tomorrow, no matter what. Cause I love you, man. (laughs) But right now I'm going to bed. You guys have a good uh, night, day, whatever. And I will talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.